فَأَقِمْ So Allah says, أَقِمْ Firmly set, establish, direct, وَجْهَكَ Your face, لِلدِّينِ الْقَيِّمْ For the deen which is correct. أَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ You must direct your face to the correct religion. Meaning whether others do so or they do not, you must. Because how does change begin? From who? From who? From individuals, right? Isn't it that so many people say, wise people, older people, they say, I wanted to change the world. And all my life I was striving to change the world. And I couldn't do anything. And now I realize that if only I had changed myself, I could have created a change in the world. Right? So change begins from who? From individuals. And which individuals do we have control over? Who? Only ourselves. This is why be the change. And how do you do that? أَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ Whether other people do so or not, you must direct your face to the correct religion. And what is the correct religion? The natural religion. Islam. Dedicate yourself to Allah. Focus on Allah. Do your islah. Correct yourself. Move away from fasad. This is the way towards islah. And there's a warning, there's a threat over here. Min qabli, before, an that, yatiya, it comes. What comes? Yawmun a day. Which kind of a day? La maradda. There is no marad. La not maradda, any return. Lahu for it, min Allah, from Allah. Marad, from the root letters? Radal dal. Radda is to return, to repel. Right? To send back. So there is no marad for that day from Allah. What does it mean by this? Meaning once that day is brought by Allah, then there is no one who can turn that day back. There is no one who can resist it. There is no one who can make it go away. When Allah brings that day, no one can make it go away. No one can take control of it. It's a point of no return basically. Which day is this? The day of judgment. Yawma idhin. On that day, yasaddaun, they will be divided. So basically, do something before you die. Do something before the day of judgment comes. Time is limited. Life is short. Learn from the disorder that you see, the disorder that you witness, and learn from the disorder that has existed before. Because, have you heard this argument? Many young people make this argument, you know, with their religious parents. Right? That you had so much fun when you were young. Okay? You didn't wear hijab. You know, you did this and this wrong. And then now you're all religious. And you want that I should be religious even though I'm still a teenager. Right? Let me make mistakes. Let me also do wrong stuff. And then let me find my path. Right? Have you heard about this? Maybe you felt like this. I used to think like that. You know, shaitan casts these thoughts in our heads. Right? Especially the youth. I remember thinking like that. And you know what? People used to tell me that you probably don't know what it is to change because, you know, you've been raised in such a religious family. Right? So that used to make me think as a child that I have to do wrong in order to know what is right. Right? This is what we think sometimes, that we must make mistakes in order to learn. 
No, you don't have to make mistakes in order to learn. You can also learn from the mistakes of others. And this is what Allah is teaching us in the previous ayah. Learn from the mistakes of others. You don't have to sin in order to become righteous. No. You don't have to go the wrong path in order to find the right path. Life is very short. You really don't know how much time you have. And if your life is over while you're still trying things out, while you're still experimenting, then how long do you have to really do what is right? So learn a lesson from the mistakes of others also. And aqim wajhaka lid-deen al-qayyim. And direct your face to the right religion. And do not procrastinate. Do not delay. Don't tell yourself, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'm still very young. I'm still very young. No. Aqim wajhaka. You see this command is singular. Aqim, you. And who is you? Primarily it's the Prophet ﷺ, but after him, every single person who's listening. Aqim wajhaka lid-deen al-qayyim. Why? Min qabli an yatiya yawmun la maraddalahu min Allah. The day of judgment is certain. Death is certain. And when it comes, it's not going away. When your time is over, it's over. You're not coming back. There's no second chances. Yawma idhin, that day, yasadda'oon. They will be divided. Meaning the people will be divided. What does it mean by this yasadda'oon? This word is very interesting. It's from the root letter sad dal ain, sadr, right? Sadr literally means a crack. Okay. Now, when you see a crack in something, does it mean that it's in two pieces now? No, it's still together, right? Haven't you seen phones with cracks on them, but they still work? Do you have a phone like that? Huh? It's got a big crack on it, but it still works, and you're like, I'll use it as long as it works. Isn't it? Haven't you seen cracks on windshields, right, in cars? And what happens? It's a small crack, and you know that it's going to get bigger and bigger over time. But do you replace the entire windshield right away? No. You'll go as long as you can. Isn't it? Why? Because it's not in pieces yet. So the stage where there is just a crack, and it's not broken, it's not in separate pieces, that is called sadr. It's together... Okay, it's together, but still it is broken. It's separated. It's together, it's in one piece, but still there is division. You understand the meaning of sadr? Alright. From the same root is the word sudar, which is used for a headache. Isn't it? You feel like your head is splitting, it's gonna break. But does it actually break? No, it doesn't. It's still in one piece, alhamdulillah. Right? But the pain, it feels as though your head is gonna break into a hundred pieces. It's going to blow up or something. Right? So the, the, the head is in one piece, but still it feels broken. Alright? So from this is tasaddur. Tasaddur of a people, of a nation, of a family, is division. Alright? Because they're still together, right? Like for example a family. Father, mother, Son, daughter, right? They're all connected through blood, through their relationships. But still, how many times does it happen that the father disowns his son? The mother disowns her daughter because she's very angry. But just disowning the daughter doesn't mean that there's no connection between them. There's still a connection, right? They're still together. They're still related by blood. Isn't it? So, this is tasaddur. Now, Allah says that on the day of judgment, people will be 
divided. How? There will be no unity that day. And the greatest divide on the day of judgment will be فَرِيقٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَفَرِيقٌ فِي السَّعِيدِ A group in paradise and a group in hell. In Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 14 to 16, we learned about this earlier. That فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَهُمْ فِي رَوْضَةٍ يُحْبَرُونَ Those who believe under righteousness, they will be in rawda, yuhbarun. And as for those who kafaru wa kathabu bi ayatina, then what about them? فَأُولَٰئِكَ فِي الْعَذَابِ مُحْضَرُونَ Some will be in gardens and others will be in punishment. يَتَفَرَّقُونَ Right? They'll be divided. In Surah Yasin Ayah 59, Allah says, وَامْتَازُوا الْيَوْمَ أَيُّهَا الْمُجْرِمُونَ That, O oh, criminals, you should stand apart. Alright? So, يَصَدَّعُونَ has been interpreted as يَتَفَرَّقُونَ People will be divided, people will be separated. But if you think about it, the meaning of يَصَدَّعُونَ is people are together, but still they are divided. Right? So this is describing the Day of Judgment Alright? Before people are sent to their final destinations. Meaning when the day of judgment is established, when it comes, when it happens, when it is established, and what do we learn? People will gather, all people will gather where? In one place. Al-Hashr. Right? Al-Hashr is the gathering. It's the greatest gathering. From the first person to the last person, every human being will be in one arena, in one place. So if people are together in one place, in a huge crowd, and of course this crowd is made of families, friends, groups, communities, nations, right? They will be together, but they will be divided. How? That each will run from the other. Each will avoid the other. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ The day when a person will run away from his own brother. The day when a father will avoid his own son. The day when a mother will avoid her own child. The day when a husband will avoid his own wife. Each will run away from the other. Aren't they together in the same place? They are together. But they'll be separate. Together, yet separated. People will be together, yet they will be alone. Because what happens if we find out that we have to go to a place where there's a huge crowd? Do we feel scared over there? No. We're like, you know what? I'll ask somebody for help. Somebody will help me. There are good people in this world. Right? But this will not work on the Day of Judgment. Each person will be alone. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 166, we learn, The leaders will disown their followers. The leaders will say, I don't know you, don't come to me. Get away from me. Go away. This is the divide that will happen on the Day of Judgment. Now if you think about it, when is it that when people, they are connected, there is some friendship, so-called friendship, some kind of connection between them, some relationship between them, but still they do not help each other. When does this happen? They become selfish. Nafsi, nafsi. Everyone is just concerned about themselves. They don't care about others. When does this happen? In normal circumstances? In what circumstances? Huh? In extreme difficulty. Isn't it? In extreme difficulty this happens. Like for example, if there are two people who work in the same place, 
Alright? And both people, you know, they have some kind of a plan, they want to get a promotion or something, and they go talk to their boss, and the boss says, fine, but only one person can get a promotion. One of the two can get a promotion. These two were together. Now what happened? With what the boss said, now each has turned against the other. Two that were together, now they're competing with each other. You understand? What happens? That a family, you know, they love each other. But what happens at the airport when you're stuck for 24 hours? When your flight is delayed? When you're trapped in the aircraft, you cannot even get out. What happens? You see the mother yelling at her toddler. You see the husband and wife fighting. Squibble and squabble everywhere. Why? Because people are, they cannot care about others. They're only concerned about who? About who? Themselves. You see, there's a point up to which you are concerned about others. But when you feel that you are going to suffer, then what happens? Even the people who are dearest to you, they become of secondary importance. Forget secondary, they become of no importance. I've heard about this experiment, I don't know if it's true or not, about this monkey, right, that with a baby, that in a cage, what happened that they heated up the cage. So initially, the mother monkey, she just picked up the baby. Because the cage was heating up. And then what happened when it got really hot, she threw the baby. She put it down. And then when it got even more hot, she actually stood on the baby. She sat on the baby. You see what happened? How she was so concerned about her child initially, and now she will even sacrifice her child to save herself. And this will be the state of people on the Day of Judgment. Together, yet each person will only be concerned about who? Himself. Myself. Nafsi, nafsi. Yawma'idhin yasadda'oon. This is why do something for yourself today. Don't wait for others to help you, to tell you, to encourage you, to motivate you, to be the first one. No, you have to save yourself. So, فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لِلدِّينِ الْقَيِّمِ Assalamu alaikum. I have a friend who works at a refugee camp. She's a doctor. And she was being told or regaled about stories about how people left. And it was specifically Somalia, where the extreme circumstance of running away, where a mother um, has to make a decision to leave her child just literally knowing that the child will be eaten by hyenas because they're just following her. But she has to make a decision to move forward because she has another child. And so you almost think, oh, make the decision to be eaten together. That's the rational thought. And you can't judge her. You don't even know what she had to do to make such a decision. But we have real-life examples of what you're talking about. That even in this world it happens that to save oneself, a person will leave their own child behind. And this is the reality of the Day of Judgment. That a person will be willing to give up anything to save himself. Anything. This is how selfish people will become. So right now we have to become selfish about our time, about our deeds, about our actions, about our deen. Because this is the only thing that will help on the Day of Judgment. I was just going to say that, you know, in any uh, group of people, just... Like only takes one or two people to change the mindset of the entire group. You know, like if there's even just one or two people who decide to, 
you know, aqim wajhaka, and really force themselves into the deen, then like it'll make it so much easier for other people. So you have to like take a stand and become a leader for that. Yes, yes very true. Because many times what happens is that we keep waiting for others. Right? That when my friend wears the hijab, I will also wear the hijab. Or when she will get up to pray, I will also get up to pray. No, you'll be the change because your friend is not going to answer for you. You have to answer for yourself. So فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 67, Allah says, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوْ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Friends, best friends will be enemies to each other except for who? The people who had fear of Allah, who lived with taqwa. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 38, we learn that each time a group will be admitted into hellfire, it will curse the next group. So imagine, كُلَّمَا دَخَلَتْ أُمَّةٌ لَعْنَتْ أُخْتَهَا People will curse each other. This is the divide, the hatred that will appear on the Day of Judgment. مَنْ كَفَرَ Whoever disbelieves فَعَلَيْهِ Then on him, كُفْرُهُ is his kufr. Whoever disbelieves, whoever rejects, whoever denies, whoever is ungrateful, and this kufr could be major, minor, Denial or ingratitude, any type of kufr a person does, فَعَلَيْهِ كُفْرُهُ Then on him is the consequence of his disbelief. Meaning he will suffer. No one is going to share that with him. Just like in this world, if we don't take care of our body and we fall ill, who's going to share that sickness with us? Who's going to share that pain with us? Seriously. Has it ever happened that you have some pain in your body and... You know, people don't acknowledge it or people don't understand the kind of pain that you're feeling and you're like, I wish you could feel it. Not that I want something bad for you, but I wish you could understand what I'm going through. Right? Because the reality is that these things cannot be shared. So even kufr, even ingratitude, denial of Allah, any wrong thing that a person does, فَعَلَيْهِ كُفْرُهُ He will suffer its consequences. In Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 25, Allah says, لِيَحْمِلُوا أَوْزَارَهُمْ كَامِلَةً يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ They will carry their burdens completely on the Day of Judgment. No one's gonna come and share that burden with you. Just like in this world, no one can come and share pain with you. They can empathize with you. The thing about the Day of Judgment is that nobody will even empathize. Nobody will even feel bad. Because each person is only concerned about himself. Yes. In the worldly sense, being selfish is like a really bad thing. But when it comes to deen, when you're selfish about like getting your deen right, then you're only benefiting everyone around you and yourself. Yes, that is true. So sometimes, actually, in the matters of deen, we have to become selfish. Why? Because when we become selfish, then first of all, we're saving ourselves, and then we're also saving others. We're benefiting ourselves, and we're also benefiting others. Exactly. Because then you become an example for others. Right? And then being very selfish in worldly matters, like for example, doing ihsan, you know, for that also you have to be a little bit selfish. Like for example, you've got some money, you've got some treats, alright, and your children want them. And you're like, fine, you can have some. But we have to do ihsan, we have to share this with others too. Right? So you are being firm about that, because you're kind of being selfish over there, you want ajr. You're not depriving your children, but at the same time you want to give some sadaqah. So how much benefit you're bringing to others? Right? So 
مَنْ كَفَرَ فَعَلَيْهِ كُفْرُ And the reverse of that is also true. That whoever does wrong, then he will suffer. وَمَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا And whoever does righteousness, فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ Then for themselves, يَمْهَدُونَ They are preparing. يَمْهَدُونَ is from ميم هَدَال مَهْد And مَهْد, what is مَهْد? A cradle. Baby's bed. Right? When you think of a cradle, when you think of any kind of baby bed, right, any version of it, whether it's a, a crib or a floor bed or anything like that, even if it's just a plain mattress, anything, what comes to your mind? Something cute or something ugly? Something cute. And not just cute as in beautiful, but in addition to that also very soft and comfy. Isn't it? This is what mahd is. Alright? And... Notice the word over here, yamhadun, they are preparing. Because yamhadun, mahada, the verb, it means to prepare a child's bed, a baby's bed. To prepare it for a child. Have you ever heard of mothers or grandmothers, you know, knitting or making things for a baby even before the arrival of the baby? Alright? How much love and time goes into that? So فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ They are preparing their beds. They are preparing their abode. They are preparing their homes. This is what they are doing. By what? By iman, by amal salih. A person is only benefiting himself. So what do we see over here? That anything good a person does, in reality, he is forwarding things so that his home is prepared for him. His enjoyment is prepared for him. His luxury is prepared for him. So how much ever entertainment, relaxation, fun you want for yourself, that is a kind of preparation that you have to do. Right? And that preparation is by what? By doing something. فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ You know, for example, if you're booking a hotel room, right? Some people go really cheap on it depending on the situation. That it's okay. We'll just get one bed and you know what? The whole family will sleep on the bed. Right? So three kids and the father and the mother, everybody's on one bed. But you have the option to upgrade, right? Don't you? How can you do that? Just give more money. Right? Likewise, some people, they won't buy, for example, the breakfast package. Alright? So what happens? They're running around wondering where do we eat breakfast, there or here or here, there or here. You could make it easier for yourself, just give more money. Now if you think about it, in this world also, if you want to upgrade, do you have to give money? Seriously, do you have to give money? You have to, you got to pay for it. In a car. You know, there's certain features that you can get, you have to upgrade to a better package. Isn't it? So what about Jannah then? There's levels of Jannah, aren't there? Or is there just one Jannah, one type? There's levels. Isn't it? And each person's rewards are unique to him. And that will be determined by what? By what he has done. Bismillah, assalamu alaikum. I was thinking about the grave when sister, she was saying, Yam Hadun. So we have to prepare that cradle for that night. Everybody's scared of the grave, how dark, how scared and cold. But if we prepare with amal salih and iman, inshallah will be prepared for us uh, that uh, as a bed. So basically when a person does anything good, he's benefiting who? Himself. And when a person leaves something good, who is he depriving? 
himself. Have you ever had regrets that I wish I had ordered that food and not this one? Right? I know it was two dollars more, but would have been much better. Isn't it? Don't we regret our cheap decisions in this world? Seriously. We do, right? We go for a cheaper phone, we go for a cheaper jacket, we go for a cheaper pair of socks, we go for a cheaper pair of glasses, anything you know, that we compromise on, what happens? Later on we have regrets. But in this world there's always ways to make up. Isn't it? You can always go get something else. Assalamu alaikum. I remember I was listening to a lecture by Yasir Qadi and he was mentioning the levels of Jannah. And he said that, you know, sometimes youth, they're like, you know what, I just want to get just into Jannah, like just the lowest level. Just, I'll just do the bare minimum and get in there. He was saying that, have you considered that if you just want to do the bare minimum, if that bare minimum wasn't accepted by Allah, then you're falling straight into hellfire. But if you attempt to go for the higher levels of Jannah, in case you don't make it and Allah doesn't accept it, the, at least you'll fall to another lower level of Jannah. But it will be Jannah. فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ There's a hadith in which we learn that once Aisha radiallahu anha had a goat slaughtered and the meat was there and a lot of the meat was distributed amongst the poor, the needy, whoever needed it, it was given. And she was asked if there was any meat and she said, everything's gone and only this piece has remained. And she was told that no, everything is saved, everything has remained except for this piece. Meaning whatever you gave, that is saved, that is deposited. And whatever you kept, that's not going to make it to the akhirah. You understand? So, فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ Anything we do for Allah, we give in Allah's way, we are actually preparing our future abode. And that future abode begins from where? The grave. فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ You know, in the grave, we learn that when a person will be placed in the grave and he will be tested, the fitna of the grave, and punishment will reach him, meaning it will approach him from the side of his feet, from the side of his head, from his right side, from his left side, from each side as punishment will approach, what is it that's going to save a person, that's going to protect a person? His deeds will become a barrier. His recitation of the Qur'an, his salah, his sadaqah, these deeds will become a barrier for him. They will protect him from the punishment in the grave. So فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ When we do good, we're only preparing our own future homes. We're only benefiting ourselves. لِيَجْزِيَ So that he may recompense. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And those who do righteous deeds. Meaning they have believed and they've also done righteous deeds. Allah will recompense them with what? مِن فَضْلِهِ Out of His bounty. His favor. Meaning even this jaza, this reward, what is this reward? It is entirely Allah's favor on us. Because remember, Allah's reward, meaning the reward that He gives to His servants, it is favor. It's not that He owes it to us. It's not that He must give it to us. No, He doesn't owe anything to us. We are not deserving of demanding anything from Allah as our right. No. Why? Because everything we are, whoever we are, 
Whatever we are, it is by whose favor? By Allah's favor. Isn't it? If you think about it, if we have money, and from that money we give sadaqah. Okay, very nice. And then, what do we expect reward from Allah? But if you think about it, who gave us that money in the first place anyway? Like seriously, who gave it to us? He did. He gave it to us. We give sadaqah. He gives reward. So his giving reward, isn't it entirely his favor? Because he gave us the money in the first place? Min fadlihi. It is all his favor. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He bestows a lot of fadl. Because kataba ala nafsihi rahma He has prescribed mercy for himself. Innahu la yuhibbul kafirin. Indeed, he does not love those who deny. Why is this being said over here? That those who deny, they shall never get the same result. They shall never receive Allah's fadl. Because he does not like them. Why does he not like them? Because of their denial, because of their kufr. I mean, if you think about it, as people also, right? As people also, who is it that we like? People who are grateful or people who are always denying, always complaining? People who are grateful, right? This is something natural. Even, I mean, for us, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ الْأَعْلَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not like those who deny. Highlight this ayah, إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ so anytime I do any kind of kufr, any type of kufr, denial, refusal, ingratitude, then I'm doing something that Allah does not like. He dislikes it. لا يحب الكافرين And this is enough to make us grateful, even in times of difficulty. Alright, let's listen to the recitation. فَأَقِمْ وَجَهَكَ لِلدِّينِ الْقَيِّمِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ يَوْمٌ لَا مَرَدَّ لَهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصَّدَّعُونَ مَنْ كَفَرَ فَعَلَيْهِ كُفْرُهُ وَمَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ